0: Lee and Liz. So Liz, you know, yes. last time I started
1: a new tradition here in Happy Hour, you know, we we got to we got to mix things up once in a while. Okay. So this week in the 1980s, you ready?
0: I'm ready. Give it to me.
1: So on this day in 1988, a fish called Wanda was released. <gasps>
0: That's one of my favorite movies.
1: That's a good one. It's Kevin great. Klein, Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Jamie Lee
0: Curtis. John Cleese. Lys. I mean, John Cleese. John
1: Lithgow. So great. Yep. Also on this day, this is a thumbs down. If you don't know me by now, I simply Ooh. read hit number one. Not a fan. That's rough.
0: That's rough.
1: Not a fan of that. Also in 1988. That was such a great year. 88. Uh, Die Hard was released. Excellent. And let's get some music here. Oh, this I love. On July fourteenth, nineteen eighty four, Eddie Van Halen made a special appearance at the Jacksons' Victory Tour concert. Remember that in Dallas oh, yeah. to play the Beat It guitar solo live. That would have been cool. Those,
0: those were the good. Those were the best of times.
1: Um, Eddie Van Halen's son Wolfie has like his own channel on Sirius. Pretty uh-huh. good some of the stuff he talks about he's very talented as well
0: so there's this um this like i guess it's a trend on tiktok or maybe it's some i can't remember if it's just this one person who does this thing where he goes around his workplace and he asks people what year did you graduate high school and they're like 2011 or you know 2009 and then he asks them what's jenny's what's jenny's number and like none of them know it except the older people who immediately it's 867509 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because if you by the way if you listen to this show and you don't know Ginny's number log off we don't want you here we you want you to
1: unsubscribe immediately
0: yeah. you do not belong listening to happy out so you
1: really don't you really don't yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's our 80s nostalgia before we go into the present dystopian yeah. year yeah <laughs> that just seem to be adding up since, like, basically, what, 2009? I don't know. Yeah. So Liz, what's the big
0: news this week? I'm going to let you start. Okay, so Julie and I were talking, you know, when we were planning the show because it's planned and it's produced. It's, there's a production, and I was it's like, very God, I don't even. Highly, I don't totally. <laughs> the highest caliber effort goes into this. And I was like, I don't even know what happened on Monday. It seemed like Monday's 1975 because (laughs) so much news that it's very difficult to go back and say, okay, let's talk about the news this week. But I do have one story because it's still in the news right now, although it's fading out a little bit because it's a little bit inconvenient for the left. Which is this story. I don't remember if we talked about this last week. I don't think we did because we had. I don't think we did. Right. So the story breaks that there is a 10-year-old girl in Ohio who is pregnant. She's pregnant six weeks and three days, and she can't get an abortion because the Supreme Court has put the abortion issue back to the States, and apparently in Ohio, she can't get an abortion. So she has to go to Indiana, which borders Ohio, to get an abortion. Again, she's 10 years old. Um, so... This story came out broke because a doctor who isn't just a doctor, she's a abortion advocate who has a lot of ap- public appearances advocating for abortion, had told this story to the media, which of course immediately got an erection because this is like the bet they love this this shit right because they're gonna stick it to the people that you know want to uh, yeah, that want abortion illegal right is this poor ten year old girl who has been raped and now is pregnant. So a lot of people on the right, and Megan Fox, who writes for PJ Media, she immediately was hyper-skeptical. I think she was the one who came out with the most skepticism at first on Twitter. And she did this whole Twitter thread about all the reasons that she was, did not believe this. I also did not believe it because my first rule when reading the news is any story that the media comes out that is so perfectly perfect that illustrates some of their their crazy scenarios i immediately believe it's false i'm like oh a 10 year old got pregnant and is raped and can't get an abortion this is this can't this is too much of like a wet dream for the democrats and the left i don't believe it a lot of people did not believe it and i think like a day or two after the story broke the attorney general in ohio was on jesse water show on fox and came out and said i've asked around there's no report, right? So when uh, a first responder is a doctor, a nurse, um, social workers, those are people who are required by law because they're licensed to immediately report any kind of abuse or crime. And so if you're, if I went to my doctor and said I was raped, my doctor would immediately have to call the police right away, right away. Right. Um, But there was no record of this. So it was this AG thought that was very unusual. And that, of course, added just fuel to the fire, that this was just one of these little stories that they tell to advance their cause. So um, as it finally eventually came out, like a couple days later, that this story was, in fact, true, that there is a girl who was 10. She was actually nine when she was raped and impregnated which we can, we'll go back to that. Okay, we're going to go back to that. And the person, the, the ma- man who raped her <clears throat> is 27 year old and he is illegal. He is here illegally, mm-hmm. which so obviously womp, womp, right? That's yeah. not the story the left wants to tell. Um, no. That there is someone here that's illegally here. And which, which makes you wonder if that's why this really wasn't reported to the police. Now, it gets even stranger. Now, the left, of course, was taking a victory lap because nothing makes them happier than a story about a 10-year-old girl that's been raped, right? And is pregnant and has to have an abortion, right? I mean, this is their victory. If this doesn't tell you how sick these fuckers are. I mean, so sick and twisted, right? It really is. It's like, yes, she was raped. I'm like, wow. Uh, (laughs) You know, how do you look at yourself in the mirror, asshole? Right, right. Um, So, anyway, so we do, so apparently... This is true or appears to be true that that and they did release the name of the man who was arrested. He was released on two million dollars. He has two million dollars bail set, which I point out is something that the J6 defendants, some of them didn't even have the option of getting bail set for them. But excellent no, point. They did not. That's fine. Right. Two million dollars right. for this guy. J6 trespasser. You get, you're no, you you're denied. You're denied. So they don't even set bail. Like, you're right. automatically denied. Doesn't even happen. No, oh, exactly, exactly. Right. This guy who raped a 10-year-old and is an illegal alien, right? Talk about no ties to the community. This guy is 27 years old and he has no ties to the community. And of course, his public defender didn't want him to have bail at all. Uh, I, I, might let, I might have you know. And according to the wow. court documents, they are doing a DNA test to confirm that this guy is, this man is the father of this little victim's um, child, this child's uh, pregnancy. So where we are now is that apparently Univision went to the mother's house and spoke to the mother. It's on film. Oh and boy. the mother said that the media is lying about this rapist guy. And apparently, this is even weirder, that the mother, when the mother reported the rape, I guess the mother reported the rape, she reported that the person who raped The daughter was a minor too, so maybe that's why. Oh boy, it it showed no records. All in all, this either the mom's in on it, the mom is illegal, and the girl, and they don't want to get on law enforcement radar. Um, It's just a crazy story.
1: I mean, do you feel that this is being fabricated and stitched together in some way because the president? Not not the president. Joe Biden came out and used this. I mean, publicly discussed this. And so now they're scrambling to, to produce, to make yes. up evidence.
0: Well, yeah. yes, I think that, I think it could have e- been easier to like disappear if Biden didn't talk about it. They just, like all the other lies that they just pretend they never told, they just would move along like it never happened. Um, but I do think it, it was exacerbated. Biden talking about it also this doctor you know anyone who's like a political actor that is masquerading with like credentials as their objective I'm immediately skeptical I mean this lady isn't just some person I'll bet she she obviously probably didn't call the cops she probably called the White House as soon as she heard about this situation right right? she's like oh my god I've got the best story for you right I mean these people get excited but here's my question Julie I was I just thought of this last night um so this girl was 10 now, but nine when she was impregnated. Now, just for those who don't know, that is a very early age for someone, a a, a girl to become fertile, right? You have to you get your period. That means, you know, your 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 lady engine is working, right? right. It's firing up, eggs are coming out, hanging around, nothing goes on, out they go, right? That is needs to happen for a, a woman to get pregnant. I don't. I don't even like saying woman because she's nine. But so I don't know how a nine-year-old. I think it's possible, but very, very unlikely that a nine-year-old would start menstruating. However, very, very You're, unusual. Yeah. It's usually like 11, 12, 13 is like... Even that's think, early, right? 11-ish. I think I was 12. I mean, I don't remember, but at the time it was the most important thing in the world. But because I read yeah. Judy Bloom books and I'm sure you <laughs> know all about that too. So <laughs> here's what my question. Okay. Everybody listen up because I think this is a good question. And the question is, how did this girl know she was pregnant? She's pregnant six weeks and three days. How, now let's go back and think, how do women okay, know they're good. pregnant? Right. That's a good point. Right. Because women know they're pregnant when they're trying to get pregnant or trying not to get pregnant. Right. They're either very attuned to that. Right. They're like, uh oh, I missed a pill or, you know, spray and pray or whatever. Or, you know, um, just, I don't know why I said that's gross, but uh, Liz, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> um, or you're trying to get pregnant. So you're charting your, your temperature, you're charting your yep. cycles, emulation, I mean, th- right? So yes, people, so women who are trying to get pregnant or trying not to get pregnant, they're very in tune with their cycles. And also once you start your cycle, you get a sense of what your rhythm is. Everybody's different. Some people are 28 days. Some people are a little bit less. Some people are more, some people are different every cycle, right? It's 28 to 32 days, but, you know, give or take. And if you're under stress, anyway, there's a lot of things that can affect when you get your period. But if you're nine years old, how many periods have you had that you would know after six weeks and three days that you are pregnant? That's my question.
1: So this is very interesting. You raise a lot of dropping
0: my mic like you can't see it, but I just dropped my mic. Thank you.
1: I felt it. I felt (laughs) the smoke coming off of your mic. As it fell to the ground. Thank
0: you.
1: (laughs) Okay, but that's a good point. And even, let's say that this is true, nine-year-olds, girls who start their periods do not automatically go on a regular schedule. Yes, exactly. You're not, you know, you're not every month. You could get it and then go another couple months because that's That's just how things get started in the female body right so you're right There are so many sketchy angles and how did they know six weeks and a couple
0: days like ha- six weeks and three days so this girl had missed not even two cycles just one cycle right. like one cycle and maybe a half of a cycle assuming that her uterus was an atomic clock right? And she immediately just started menstruating exactly every 20 days. Yes, I know this is gross, but these are the kinds of things that people who are investigating have to ask, especially when known liars and propagandists are putting out a story with so much like political value to them. You have to challenge it. So yes, the idea that this nine-year-old immediately started a highly regular cycle. And what? I mean, if she's six weeks and three days, what kind of sit? She's not vomiting. She had a morning sickness yet, does she? I mean, no, that's, that's, no. Are her boobs hurting? I mean, what is this? This is no, I, I just it just makes no sense. And to add insult to injury, Megan Fox, who's done such great work on this, said she's spoken to several legal um, lawyers and attorneys in Ohio, and that girl did not leave need to go leave Ohio to terminate this pregnancy. Like this is—it's a lie that she did it. That they have an emergency. There's no state that has banned abortion without emergency options. So that's the first lie that these people are telling you. That there's no state that's like, oh, your daddy impregnated you. Too too bad. You know, I mean, it. No. So apparently, this girl did not even need to leave Ohio to 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 terminate this pregnancy. So that that's even was another a weird
1: sad. thing because. Indiana is, you know,
0: it's redder than Ohio. It's more conservative than Ohio.
1: Yeah, like that is Bible thumping country, and I say that with all respect. I live no, right next i next door that to that, Indiana, but yeah. So that makes that sound it off why, too. Why,
0: this is just another reason why I think that this. So we still don't know the whole story, and I do think that this is being used as a political hammer, and I don't. I don't believe it. You know, I, I just no. I don't know where it's going, but I just think it still smells. I totally agree. So
1: I'm going to so you'll follow. I know you'll keep following this and we can do an update next week as to how this either unravels or unfolds. But still a lot of weird aspects to this that just don't make any sense but to your point you have an activist who's allegedly involved you have a very sketchy story now you have you know some illegal that they just plucked out of who knows where and just the whole what you're outlining the biological sketchiness of a nine-year-old girl getting pregnant and look if you're nine years old and you are getting your period you are a pretty well developed girl right so she's probably yeah. heavier you know let's just put it that way, I mean, we're not disparaging any of this. No, but actually you more happened. estrogen.
0: Yeah, you have more estrogen. You're, yeah, you're, I
1: mean, right. You're not, you know, the flat skinny girl who's waiting to get her period forever. But, you know, so it's not like you're gaining, you know, you're noticing, you're, you just don't notice those. You don't know these things at that age. I mean, yeah, what is she in fourth okay. grade? You know, when you're 10 years old, you're in fifth grade. You're
0: fourth grade.
1: You're fourth in fourth grade, grade, fifth grade. Right. She's probably fourth grade. So, you know i don't care what she watches on God tiktok not, how does she
0: know she's pregnant right. how does she how does she know she's pregnant that's my question so a
1: lot more to learn on that front yes. on that sketchy Definitely. story um yes. speaking of illegals <laughs> i love that jill biden compared the do we call them his hispanic right
0: latines is the right Latinx, name Latinx. Latinx.
1: Latinx. OK, I'm trying to keep up Um, to breakfast tacos. That
0: was really awesome. That was So awesome. I wish we could play that clip because that was so crazy. And the thing is that she was reading a speech. So it wasn't even as if she just said something off the cuff that was like, you know, kind of untoward. She was right. someone wrote that for I mean, She someone wrote that and she like signed off on it. And she was like, I'm going to say this and it's not going to be weird. But all this talk like I was really wanted tacos yesterday. I was like, I, I know I keep about tacos. And I was like, Oh, you know, living in Northern Virginia <laughs> options are slim. I mean, we just, we're not known for the Mexican food here. Um, but okay. but was like, how different can, but how really different can breakfast tacos be? Like, I don't know. How different? I, mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Apparently it's just so it's just so offensive. It'd be like if she called Jewish people like matzo balls or something. Like <laughs> she's like, You guys are just like matzo balls in the soup in a big soup. In a big religious soup. With the so carrots. before we yeah. get to
1: her and before we get to her degenerate low life um, stepson, um you don't compare people to flowers or to food, food? especially no. People, I don't know, people of color, and minority community, that it, it was so just condescending. Yes. Even if she didn't read the speech ahead of time, let's say that no, she didn't. She She's a Please. doctor, Liz. She's a doctor. She, she probably was yes. <laughs> patients right before she took the stage. Who knows? Maybe even performing surgery.
0: There's no, <laughs> there's literally no way she okay she read a speech she hadn't read before and okayed. It just, it doesn't happen. And so she, the, she knew what was in there. She was fine with it. But let's go back in time, Julia. Let's go back in time. I'm doing like back in time. <laughs> my hands? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's go back and remember the, the scandal that was the Trump Taco Tuesday Bowl. Remember the taco bowl? The Trump yes. t- the yes. media was at 11. They were like, this is the single most offensive thing that <laughs> anyone could ever say, ever. And they're, and that Mexico was going to declare war on us or something. Like, just right. crazy. Right, right. All he did is say that he likes the Taco Bell that they make in Trump Towers. And to be honest, it looked good. I'm not going to lie. But everybody loves a, ta- a good Taco Bell. Um, but how still. So, how could it go, go wrong? But then, then the media just kind of let it go. Like they didn't defend her, but they didn't blow it up. And then of course, I think the Hispanic journalists made a statement that were like, we're not, we're not breakfast tacos. Yes,
1: that's right. They had a couple organizations come out and they were like, Dr. Jill, we don't like to be compared to food, especially tacos. I love how she presented it. You know, she is, she is often overlooked as just this really sinister person in that family, right? She's such a climber, always has been.
0: And look, she's um, letting her husband get elder abused. So, I mean, she's she doesn't obviously care. Some kind of monster.
1: She's on the cover of Vogue. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Gross. And people literally call her Dr. Jill, and she does not correct them.
0: That's so. Do you even read Vogue? Does anyone read Vogue anymore except gay men? I mean. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't even read Vogue anymore. No, no. So, great. She's on the cover. She, I think she got off easy. You know, she had like a day of people kind of doing their obligatory, hey, you know, this is my turf and you can't insult me with these food names. But she kind of got let off. Totally, totally let off. Just, again, compare the level, the 11 the eleven level meltdown for Trump's Taco Bowl. And it's crazy.
1: So I mean, if this were Melania, the Washington Post oh. would have wall to wall columns how Jill Dr. Jill Biden comparing me or how Melania Trump comparing me to a taco put me back in chains. Like something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I found like How I feel like I, I was feel saying- like a, I felt like child. I was riding a
0: burrow all over again in the in the in the in the, in the barrio or whatever. I, I mean I feel like, like I'm traversing
1: be, the Rio Grande all over again
0: There would have been there would have been experts testifying about how this me- metaphor <laughs> caused violence against Lata- latinks or latinks friends that are in America <laughs> Speaking of that we have to talk oh, about yes. Speaking crazy of bitches in Congress, <laughs> this Congress these Congress, crazy bitches for the congressional witnesses, witnesses, air quotes. Holy guacamole. I mean, do these, you know, are are the Democrats like that out of touch that they think they can put these people on the record right in front of a, a televised uh, hearing, knowing that people are looking for this shit. And then they bring out literally the biggest clowns they could on this woman's rights hearing where I I just, this whole thing where no one will say that women can have babies (laughs) unless they're nine years old. (laughs) Rape victim, I don't know. Right, right. So confusing. Um, But yeah, so that was a hearing on, was it on abortion? It was like a women's wait right. not before women, we right.
1: before we get to that okay. I thought we were going in a different direction for okay. crazy lat- Latinx. Uh, okay oh, l- oh God yeah
0: well we just are overflowing today with you <laughs> know where I'm going with this right who is the craziest Latinx? <laughs> is AOC's
1: meltdown temper tantrum I don't even know what the hell it was but this guy who was filming her outside the Capitol steps. I mean, basically catcalling her, okay, we could say was not necessarily appropriate or gentlemanly, but he was sort of complimenting her in a way, right? And she confronted him, um, first gave, like, the peace sign, and I think she was sort of engaging him, like, at a funny level, and then later realized that she could exploit that, out once again, AOC Mm -hmm. is targeted, she is a victim, she's a martyr, And then went to social media talking about that. But anyway, the better meltdown was AOC telling this guy on camera later that she felt unsafe and vulnerable because Capitol Police had let people into the building on January 6th, that That there had been no investigation. She has no further information as to the Capitol Police who let these protesters in, took selfies, that they were sympathetic to the quote unquote insurrectionists. And she said this on camera, and it's pretty interesting. In an interview I did today, someone said, well, could defense attorneys present that in court, especially for the defendants who shows on video they were allowed into the building as Capitol Police were right there? Um, So very uh, illuminating from our most hysterical pretend, pretend Latinx, right? Okay, let's, Sandy okay Cortez, so let's go back. I want to go back
0: to the beginning of the story and then we can go back because you have a really important point too that I want to go back to the very beginning. So this person that was quote harassing her is a comedian named Alex Stein. Alex Stein is first of all, he was on Tucker earlier this week on an hour long Tucker Carlson today. Oh okay. um, so highly recommend. The guy is hilarious. He is he is well known because he's the guy that goes to the city council meetings. And oh, kind of he, that's the guy. And so
1: and he dresses up as like a female swimmer, but he's a man. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> the funniest one he did when he was dressed up like a parent on a Zoom call, and he said that his daughter identifies as a reptile, and that he wanted terrarium in the class to make her feel comfortable. And he's like, it's not like I want to turn the the temperature down to eighty or anything, but I think she needs a terrarium to feel more comfortable. She identifies as a lizard anyway. <laughs> he's there. that that's the guy who was calling her and the reason he did it is because she encourages people to go and get in other people's faces and do that's the same right. thing so right. that's why he was doing it he, didn't he call her like a sexy chimichanga or something like <laughs>
1: so, something and he's like oh you got my favorite latina booty or something booty. like yeah.
0: so anyway let's go back to what aoc said after this publicity stunt. Um, She then went on, I think, to do her own Instagram live or whatever and talk about how there was a police officer right there when this heckling happened and that the police officer didn't do anything. I'm not really sure what he should have done since Alex wasn't anywhere near her, didn't threaten her, didn't swing at her, you know, anything like that. Um, but then she went off on the Capitol Police. So, Julie, give us the scoop on all of the things that she said about the Capitol Police.
1: So I I didn't see her Instagram post. I just saw the video that she made outside of the um, Capitol later that night yelling again. Maybe about, that's what I mean, I think. Right. About how her life was in danger. You know, she has talked repeatedly about how. She not only thought she was going to be raped on January sixth, but killed. That she was going to be (laughs) murdered. That Jacob Chansley was going to take his furry whatever horns and his vegan horns. His vegan horns, right? So you know this this has been her dramatic
0: posture ever since January sixth. So she still is. She was never near anything. Like she was just to let let go back. She was never near anything. People weren't near her. She was in her office. She was not in the Capitol building. And people were not in. What is she? She's not in. uh, She's in the crappy Cannon, I think. Is she in Longworth
1: or Cannon? One of the two. I
0: thought she was in Cannon. But she's. she's, Which is the junior. Like is the newer. Newer reps go into Cannon. But. I And those buildings. Those
1: buildings, by the way. Were evacuated. Not because of the furry shaman and the Indiana Mimas, because of the pretend pipe bomb threat at DNC and RNC headquarters around one o'clock that afternoon. That's what prompted the evacuation. And that's where I think she was, because you'll recall. So people don't I think people are unfamiliar and, you know, better than anyone how these offices operate it's not like every member of congress and senate has an office in the actual u.s capitol building they do not. there are senate There's and house buildings. buildings surrounding the capitol where they work they have their offices and their staff right so she wasn't in the capitol building and a lot of congressmen weren't because nancy pelosi had put these covid restrictions in ahead of time So at any rate, she somehow thought that these people were going to break into the I don't know who she thought they were. Stephen Colbert's staff, that they're just going to break into (laughs) Capitol buildings with the dog puppet. So at any rate, she was going on and on. So she does make the point um, that there is there has been no real investigation into Capitol Police. We don't have the records and um, internal investigations into police misconduct that day. Not just what she's talking about, people, cops unlawfully, I guess, unlawfully allowing people into the building, um, but also their excessive force, which in one instance was, of course, lethal force. Lieutenant Michael Bird, who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt at near point blank range, an unarmed female veteran pose no threat to anyone. AOC doesn't seem to be worried about that. But so anyway, it was an interesting little wrinkle to hear that come out flying out of her mouth, you know, because she can never stop talking, but that was still, uh, so sort of helpful. I thought it was
0: interesting when she said that maybe, I I don't know if maybe you didn't see this or, or or when she was saying that you're not allowed to talk about the, what the Capitol police did and that they were just trying to throw money at it so that nobody would talk about it. Did you hear her say that? I did not hear her say that. No, you need to I'm look that, to look up, that up, because up. Yes, because she said that you weren't allowed. OK, because there's a couple oh. there's so many different like ways to look at the Capitol Police on January 6th. First, though, the 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 way we talk about it is there were police that let kind of let people in they were there they didn't stop them they didn't say you can't be in here you don't belong here in other words there were police in and around some parts of the capitol building that did not tell people they were trespassing they did they had no idea and, so, and again we've got video of like cops just standing there as people w- walked into the building so there's right. that then there's the actual police brutality of roseanne boyland is that her name she yes questionable police treatment of roseanne boyland in the tunnel Obviously, yeah. um, Ashley Babbitt was murdered, shot, unarmed. She was unarmed by Bird. So there's there's that. And but what AOC is talking about is the police letting people in. Now, we think that's uh, important because that shows that these people had no idea they were doing anything wrong, that they weren't supposed to be there. And in fact, they thought saw authority figures kind of like going along with it. So they thought oh, it's OK that I'm here. So that's, that's right. why we talk about it. What she saw is that they were like in on it or whatever. Like this was some plot that they plotted with the Mimas and the the QAnon vegan shaman to like, I don't know, take over the government by walking in the the lines, you know, (laughs) walking around the Capitol. That's what she's talking about. She's certainly not talking about murdering Ashley Babbitt in Roseanne Boylan, that she's not talking about that. So she legitimately thinks that the Capitol police that were in on something instead of just, I guess, maybe not even being in the loop or just deciding it wasn't worth their effort to try and stop people from coming in. Um, well, look, which the may- Capitol Police have
1: been, were in on January 6th in numerous ways. One, letting people in. Two, provoking the crowd by assaulting them with what they called non-lethal munitions, which you and I have talked about, um, provoking. Do you
0: think that those guys, those guys that like let them in, the ones where they're standing by the door, they're just kind of standing around. Do you think that they were under orders to just like let people do that? I'm really, I don't know. That's why I'm asking.
1: There is for sure on one, um, one door, not the Senate wing door, but there is another entrance point near the Senate side where you see Capitol Police sort of looking back, taking a just gest- somebody gestures and they go and open and leave the store open, and they're standing there while about 300 people file in. There's several of them, and this happened between like 2:25. Oh, I do remember
0: that. Okay. 2:25 yeah.
1: and 2:45. <clears throat> so this is on the west side of the building and this is you know to like I said and you know the capitol so people were things were happening on different sides of the buildings
0: right so what was happening on the idea
1: what was happening on the east side was very different than what was happening on the west side where the police were attacking people and you saw all of these physical confrontations and that's where three people died you had two men who suffered fatal heart attacks after being hit with these flashbangs. And we've seen no investigation into what happened to those two men. They died before Ashley Babbitt was shot at about 2.45. Roseanne Boylan passed away around 4.30 that afternoon. So we've seen no investigations into, the January 6th committee hasn't even mentioned their name. In fact, the first time they mentioned Ashley Babbitt's name I think was this past week, when they claimed that Brad Parscale, who was the campaign manager, who I think got fired towards the end or resigned, um, told Katrina Pearson the reason Ashley Babbitt was shot because it was because of Trump's rhetoric. So now they're blaming even, you know, a point-blank execution by this rogue cop um, on Donald Trump. So still a lot mm-hmm. of questions about that. But yeah. Capitol Police were complicit in numerous ways. And AOC is right. They threw $2 billion at Capitol Police right after January 6th for all sorts of reasons including a trauma center named after one of the police officers who allegedly killed himself we still don't know that that's even true or whether he did commit suicide or if it had anything to do with january 6th but at any rate she is right so i'm going to look that up i must have been last night it was on i must have missed it but um thank you aoc well
0: what i thought was interesting that she said and you should definitely look this up because this makes me wonder what deal the J6 committee has and the House Pelosi and her people have with the Capitol Police, because AOC, AOC specifically said that they're throwing money at it, which means that I think that they made some deal where the Capitol Police would kind of like cooperate with J6 as long as J6 didn't look into their look too much into what they did. What do you think about that, Julie? Well, and th- money look, now. look, Capitol Police are Nancy
1: Pelosi's personal police force. First of all, the US Congress should not have its own police force. I think we can all agree with that, right? So let's just take a step back. You have US Congress with a personal secret police that's totally unaccountable, right? We can't get the surveillance video, the Capitol Police captured on publicly funded uh, security uh, camera system for a public building paid for by federal taxpayers for uh, federal lawmakers, right? All of this is federally funded. Capitol Police is a federal police force, but they are there taking direction from two people, the House Speaker and the Senate Majority Leader. That's who makes up their board, the Sergeant in Arms for both of those leaders. So. They've opened up an intelligence unit unit. They've been caught spying on congressmen like Troy Nels. They're yeah. spying on constituents who visit the Capitol. They're spying on Republican donors. If Republicans take over, and of course, there's, this is a wish list. They'll never have the guts to do it. They need to disband the Capitol Police Department. We don't need it. Higher a private security firm that has no political ties because they are taking marching orders now from Nancy Pelosi. So it's not like there's some kind of devil's deal. They're all on the same side. The Capitol Police to this day still lie that Brian Sicknick was killed in the line of duty by Trump supporters on January 6th, a flat out lie. We know that he died of a stroke at the age of 42. Very sadly, we have no details about what caused the stroke, but at any rate, had nothing to do with January 6th. They continue to lie about this. Well, I think they have have
0: to lie because they made a deal with his family to cooperate with them where he would get some kind of um, benefits package being killed in the line of duty so that they could trot out his mother. And I think who else, like his ex-girlfriend that hadn't had been broken up with him Yeah, so Brian Sicknick, 42,
1: not married, had no children. So the mother now, after the mother said, we don't want to politicize this, now is going around Capitol Hill and has her advocates in Congress and people like Barbara Comstock, who's just a traitor. Anyway, a former Republican, she claims, um, going around saying he was killed in the line of duty, hopefully to get some sort of benefits. And yes, his ex-girlfriend, by the way. They had broken up several months before. Now she's doing, you know, the CNN media tour. She's has showed up. I think she showed up. She did show up at one of the public at the primetime hearing, I think. Um, really pretty, I think, what a sad way to, you know, to exploit your loved one's um, early death that had nothing to do with January 6th. At any rate, this is all part of the Capitol police's involvement in creating the narrative and the falsehoods about January 6th. So I'm going to look up what uh, AOC said. We can move on from here, but um, this is very interesting. And I do wonder if some of the defense attorneys will pick up on this and present this in court and say, look, this is what she these are the accusations of sitting Democratic lawmakers let's, making.
0: Let's put her under oath. Right. Let's yes. ask her, what are you what are you talking about when you say that they can throw money at this problem and it'll just go away? Right. That she feels unsafe. So that that's hot. Julie, I'm sure we'll have more information for us next week. Let's move on to. What we were talking about before we went down this path, which were these crazy bitches testifying in Congress (laughs) in the abortion committee where they would not say that women what was what did that woman keep saying? People that have the capacity to give birth. She kept saying it. So they found the biggest freaks like they could, the Democrats, and put them on this committee. And I said this before. I never I don't know if they're like so hostage to the radical wing of their party or they're just so out of touch with the average American, you know, to put these people on to testify that insist that men can get pregnant. And this woman from Berkeley, no surprise, um, was questioned by Josh Hawley. Holly, who asked, kept asking. When you say people that have the capacity to get pregnant, don't you mean women? And she was like, "Well, not all women can get pregnant." And it's like, right, okay. So let's talk about talk about some logic 101. Okay, logic freshman year. You she obviously not take a logic class. 101. No, like not all women can get pregnant. But all people who can get pregnant are women, okay? So meaning no. some women have are infertile. Some women, like me, who are old and dusty now at my age of over 50, <laughs> we're done. Baby factories <laughs> closed. That's fine. Thank but, God. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the point is that you can't say that because some women are infertile, which is the the minority, or, or some women you know are have gone through you know are done you know their equipment is closed that doesn't mean that it's not just being a woman that allows you to get pregnant and so right this woman is Berkeley professor was just so belligerent and Josh Hawley was kind of like the media was like oh this woman you know whatever like burned Josh Hawley no she didn't she it it really shows you how out of touch they are with the, the the average person who just saw Josh Hawley saying, "Don't you mean women when you say people get pregnant?" She's like, "No, some cis women can get pregnant, and then also trans men, which are women who think they're men, and then also non-binary." And it's like, "No," and she she and and Josh Hawley said, "No, I I don't think men can get pregnant," and this woman responded, "Well, you're." going to cause violence promoting violence you're ca- because you're <laughs> denying that trans people exist and it's like oh I think people who who think they're transgender exist I just don't think that they are actually a different gender you know what I mean I I, I think people believe that they're a different gender but I don't believe that they actually are a different gender it's a different you know what I mean it's, it's 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 they're not the same thing so this woman was such a so such a nut. And she was so rude about it. Like, yeah, like she was she crazy was the she was up in his face. Yeah. I mean, as it's much as you're she could the weirdo be. lady, you're the weirdo. Um,
1: I'm fine with these hearings, by the way. I love them because I think it exposed oh, no. how insane the left is and that this has nothing to do with anything except their legitimate, just dangerous, crazy views about everything related to abortion, women, trans. But how can we help them?
0: I mean, do they think this is helping them to to have some woman not say that a baby has any value, like that another person, another nutter would not say that. That a baby or fetus or whatever has any value. That the only value is like the person capable of getting pregnant. The <laughs> you know?
1: person, the trans, the, the trans person. man who grew a uterus and ovaries miraculously when he decided to put on a dress and wear heels, just automatically started growing female
0: parts to enable him to get pregnant. Um, it's just such a bizarre thing to do, especially when you know we have elections coming up. The Democrats are in a lot of trouble and having this kind of thing out there. I mean, that's what just I'm always at a loss for what is like, what value is it to do this? It doesn't empower the Democrats. If anything, it's most normal people are not do not think that men can get pregnant. Even if you're a woman and you think you're in the wrong body and you're a man, Okay, I'll say you you are you're a woman that thinks you're a man. Are you really a man? No, you're not really a man. <laughs> and you want me to call you Frank? I'll call you Frank, but I still sure. like, deep down don't think you're really a, a, a man. Um, it's just so it's just so strange that they would choose to showcase their weirdest stuff and not like save it for when yeah. they're safe.
1: they don't think it's weird. That's the problem. They really think that they are. That this is the majority view. They're going to silence and bully people into accepting how they present it. I mean, you had the president of the National Women's Law Center, a far left radical activist group in D.C. She's head of something called National Women's Law Center. And under congressional testimony this week, a separate hearing, she could not define the word woman. Now, what's also interesting about this woman, Fatima Goss Graves, who is head of this this activist group, her husband, Matthew Graves, is the U.S. D.C. attorney now prosecuting more than eight hundred and fifty Americans for protesting Joe Biden's election on January 6th. He is the guy in charge of this abusive prosecution and seeking revenge against. Biden protesters, so this is what people ha- are this is dc temporary. right you know this you it's it's sick but it, this is so their temporary. mentality you know there's no way that this woman has this far crazy viewpoints that aren't somehow shared by her husband because he's the one rounding these people up charging them with ridiculous things like parading in the Capitol or obstruction of an official proceeding or seditious conspiracy, which no Americans ever been convicted of. So th- this is what these people are doing. Um, so anyway, she couldn't define it either. There you go.
0: Yeah, I, I have to wonder, like, what what do they think that they're going to gain by doing this? Other than that, they're like hostage, like they're that the the party is like hostage to their to the radicals, and that they have to do it. So. <sighs> Like I said, it, it they know that the average person doesn't think that doesn't agree with this, and yet they showcase it. So it's just a really, it's just a really crazy, it's just a crazy move. Anyway, I enjoyed seeing it. Of course, everyone on the right went bananas because we kind of live for this stuff. Um, when they shamelessly say you're you're gonna be if you. Ex- deny the existence of transgender people that that's violent, that you're going to cause violence. I mean, that is an assumption that needs to be immediately challenged. You know, I want to criticize you if I want to disagree with you. That is not put your, your physical safety at risk. Maybe your little snowflake brain is at risk, but not your physical safety. And That is a challenge that the people on the right really need to push back on because that's the way that the left manipulates um, so many things. Like on Twitter, right? Like if you can't like dead name someone, which is a trans person's like original name, and you'll just get thrown off of Twitter. Why? Well, because it's violent. It's not violent. What happened to sticks and stones? (laughs) Right? Didn't we grow up with that, Julie? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Words will never hurt me. What happened to that?
1: Well, and meanwhile, the hypocrisy is these are the same people who are advocating, if not urging, lunatics to protest outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house or attack him at restaurants where he's eating with his wife like they did last week or, you know, have these really horrific sort of costumes on outside of Amy Coney Barrett's home, where she has numerous children. I mean, this is in, I mean, AOC was one of them and you saw this coming from the Biden white house that it's okay to harass, intimidate, physically intimidate people uh, if the cause is on your side, but otherwise, you know, you're, you're stoking violence. If you merely say, no, I'm sorry, a trans man cannot get pregnant. Um,
0: yeah, I, th- I think that that's such an important point, is to just remember that these people aren't worried about violence, that they're using the threat of violence to control you while using right. violence itself to also control you. I mean, it's that's, that's plain and simple what's going on.
1: Well, speaking of victims, there's so many victims this week, but <laughs> I think... I think um, really, really one of the most heart-wrenching stories that came out this week in the New York Times was the profile of
0: Ray Epps. Oh, there was Lifetime Movies for Women, right? the Ray Epps story. <laughs> Ray right? Epps. No, the, wait, what was the title? If it's the, Okay, so let's, let's do this, Julie, full on. Yes. So Lifetime Movie Network, Movie of the Week. The Ray Epps Story, what's the title? It's got to be The Ray Epps Story, colon, what's the subhead? It's just been how. Smeared by the right?
1: What? Smeared by by Tucker, another conspiracy theory victim of the right. No, but here's the headline in the New York Times. It's just been how. Life as the victim of a January 6th conspiracy theory. Ray Epps became the unwitting face of an attempt by pro-Trump forces to promote the baseless idea that the FBI was behind the attack on the Capitol. Now, yes, so so anything the New York Times says, basically, you just flip it, put it in the
0: mirror, and then that's like the truth, right? It's really I, I wonder, look, the New York Times has a track record of taking marching orders for its content from the intelligence community, full stop. And we don't even need to, right? They got a bunch of Pulitzers out of it. So so the idea that we would, that that having a puff piece written about Ray Epps in the New York Times is just not another really strong piece of evidence that he is in fact some kind of federal asset or informant. This like, this like, QED it's like this is a really good indication that he is in fact I mean there's no reason to cover for him since he of every person involved on January 6th and and he's the most visible one. one that is out there literally going around the night before going from group to group telling people you have to go into the Capitol to the point where people were calling him a fed to his face they were chanting fed 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 because it was so obvious what he was doing so, so the, the New York Times piece where they just cannot, well, look, they're not going to make the leap because they can't make the leap. They're not being, you, you know, this isn't a legitimate investigative story. This is a cover story. And right. I think that um, there was some mention of a text that he had sent that we did not know about that was referred to. And it may have also served the purpose of getting that out into the public, that there's some text that might come out. That's right.
1: Did you see that? I did. And it was Darren Beatty who's really covered this. And he really deconstructed this whole piece. And people can check it out on Darren Beatty's Twitter. I think he was on Tucker last night as well talking about this. So a couple things about Ray Epps. He is the only alleged insurrectionist. You know, everyone else who was in the Capitol that day, outside the Capitol. And you have people who did far less than Ray Epps who have faced criminal charges, had their lives destroyed, thrown in jail, et cetera. This guy somehow not only gets a pass. Not only was Ray Epps urging people to go into the Capitol, he did not attend Trump's speech. Instead of going to Trump's speech, he was down either Constitution or Independence Avenue, wherever he was, showing people how to get to Capitol Hill because a lot of people, you know, weren't familiar with how to get there. Furthermore, Ray Epps is the man who whispers in the ear of another man named Ryan Samsel. Ryan Samsel is the man who first really breaches the perimeter, exterior lines. He's not close to the building. It's by Peace Circle. It's a sidewalk, basically. There's four or five cops there. They have these bike racks up that are, like, pretending to be uh, a security line. Ray Epps whispers in Ryan Samsel's ear. There's Proud Boys and informants right behind him. He confronts police, knocks over this little bike rack, and then he... Uh, bounds up the steps with a bunch of people following him. Ray Epps eventually follows him closer to the west side of the Capitol building. So it's not even, Liz, that Ray Epps is just like some maniac telling people to get to the Capitol. He is the last person to talk to the first person technically charged with breaching the exterior perimeter lines. He's not an inconsequential figure, right? So two things are happening, at least with, with Ray Epps. Number one, There's chatter and it seemed like Ryan Samsel's attorney said that Ryan Samsel is now going to basically recant his initial FBI interview where he says that Ray Epps tried to calm him down and tell him, you know, don't do anything to the police. That makes no sense. Why if Ray Epps, who is allegedly a stranger to Ryan Samsel, if he said don't do anything, why instead of backing off, did Ryan Samsel turn his Make America great hat around so photographers could capture it because there were documentarians there at that point, coincidentally too Liz. Why did he not? Why instead did he confront police? Ray F. also was close to the building. There's a video of him helping to carry a huge Trump metal sign. He's in restricted grounds area where, like I said, several people have faced charges. So it's not just that Ray Epps was, you know, just sort of a by bis- or some kind of kook. But the text that you're referring to apparently was sent to his son. I'm trying to pull this up in the New York Times piece, the the sob story. Um, let's see that. I can't exactly. I, I'll look for it. But if you want to fill in our listeners while I look for this about sort of the the overall tone of this story is
0: hilarious it's obviously it's obviously a fluff piece to kind of like rehabilitate and make him palatable you know to the democrats but also i find the most curious thing of all the fact that this guy was on the 20 most wanted people on january 6th and then he disappeared off the list the feds took him off the list and considering that he was the most visible one of the most visible people encouraging um a breach. For people to go into the Capitol repeatedly, the fact that he would not, and then doing things that other people were prosecuted for and charged with, and then him not g- getting off, it's all very, very suspicious.
1: And well, and you'll recall too sad. the January 6th committee, including Adam Kinzinger. When people like Darren Beatty and Tucker and myself started raising questions, I mean, Darren Beatty really deserves the credit for um, for raising this whole story. And he's continuing to do digging on this. I think he'll have another report up. Um, Was that uh, as soon as this came out? Oh, and then it was Ted Cruz confronted DOJ officials about who Ray Epps was. Suddenly, the January 6th committee came to Ray Epps's defense. Right. Like. Leave Ray Epps alone. I heart Ray Epps. It's like, wait, (laughs) how are all of these people insurrectionists except Ray Epps? Why are you white knighting him? Then they said that they had interviewed Ray Epps and he said he was not a law enforcement, uh, an FBI or law enforcement asset. Well, you could be a lot of other assets for a lot of other agencies, including the military and other federal offices. So that's not exactly dispositive, but um, it was so weird how they came to his defense. Then they kind of backtracked and said, well, we interviewed him, but he's gonna sit down now for like a sworn transcribed interview and we're gonna release that transcript. Well, that happened, what, four or five months ago? We still have nothing out of this committee about Ray up. So this could be a little sort of prepping the ground If they are going to release the Ray Epps transcript, which I doubt that they are, here's what the New York Times reported. Mr. Epps also said he regretted sending a text to his nephew well after the violence had erupted, in which he discussed how he helped to orchestrate the movements of people who were leaving Mr. Trump's speech near the White House by pointing them in the direction of the Capitol.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's obvious they're trying to, like, sanitize that, right? They're trying to, like... Absolutely. Absolutely. They're trying to like cover and sanitize, launder that information. But I, I, I would, I think it's unusual that the author of this piece did not ask Ray Epps why he thinks he hasn't been pursued by the feds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why do you think you're seem to have gotten off so much lighter than people who did like lesser things? But again, that's not the point of the article. The point of the article is to run cover. It's to launder his image. It's to be like the crazy right wing. They're crazy. They think he's a Fed. You know, that's what they're trying to do. And they're trying to undermine any um, attention being put on the amount of law enforcement and intelligence agents and FBI agents that were there that day. That's what I mean, they don't want that to be they don't want anyone looking at that. And they don't want anyone to remember that that is a fact that there were intelligence assets. There were agents there, a lot of them. Um, and again, I just ask, cause I have to ask every time we talk about January six, how is the investigation going on the bombs? Where are we on that? Do you have an update Julie? What bombs? Wait, what bombs? bombs? What bombs?
1: Well, yes, the pipe bomb story has completely, Oh, but here's another thing that just came up this week too. So the pipe bombs, of course, here we are more than 18 months later. Not only do we not have a suspect identified or charged, everyone has completely lost interest in this, including the January 6th committee, which is very odd, Liz, because we found out months later Kamala Harris, under the protection of the Secret Service, had left the Capitol building around 11, 1130 that morning on January 6th. Why we don't know, went to DNC headquarters. Why we don't know. But this was one of the two buildings where allegedly an explosive device was found outside around one o'clock. How did her Secret Service detail miss that explosive if it really did exist? How, when they're taking someone, a, a protectee, to a building, which we know the place DC was crawling with Secret Service, undercover Secret Service, and Um, uh, members of the president's detail, uh, vice president's detail, uh, Melania Trump's, I believe also Mike Pence's wife, and now Kamala Harris as the incoming VP. Um, They didn't scan the surroundings and just notice this pipe bomb sitting there. So we still have no explanation for that, but you would think that considering Kamala Harris's life was in danger by this bomb, that the J six committee and Liz Cheney would want more info. What also came out this week yesterday is that apparently the secret service has deleted, reportedly deleted texts from numerous agents, cell phones for January 5th and 6th. And this was reported by the inspector general for the department of Homeland security, which is responsible for the secret service. So now there's a big debate going on. Um, Secret Service said that they had, they were migrating some new something or other, blah, 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 and automatically set everyone's cell phones back
0: to factory settings after January 6th. I swear, there's just so many really fortuitous tech (laughs) fuck-ups by the federal government, like, over the years. When you just think of all these, like, really fortuitous tech meltdowns, whether it's IRS hard drives or... Um, you know, struck in pages, love phones or the Clinton the like, server, the wiping the server. servers with a cloth mm-hmm. and hammer hammering up blackberries. I mean, really. And like none of them are ever like there's no any criminal. That's like no criminal in, criminal consequences. Um, it's just amazing. Anyway, no, we're, because they did that
1: with Lisa Page and Peter Strzok's phone. I'm yeah, recall. that's
0: fine. They were fine. It's fine. So here's the question,
1: and this is super sketchy, and I think that people are kind of jumping on this, thinking that it has something to do with a cover-up about the story that Trump tried to carjack his own presidential vehicle on January 6th and, like, strangle one of his um, Secret Service agents. But I suspect this has more to do with Secret Service's involvement in January 6th and also the whereabouts of Kamala Harris, why she was taken there, where Mike Pence was. We were told for months that he was in the Capitol building or he remained on Capitol grounds. That's not true. He was like at some loading dock that they're trying to pretend is adjacent to the Capitol. So anyway, a lot of sketchiness. So we'll see if this story kind of disappears. But why, Liz, when you know, okay, so the request for these texts and communications from the Secret Service came In February, apparently they had pre-ordered this, which it doesn't matter because if they were in on it, they were going to pre-order this migration, whatever device migration and setting these devices back to factory settings. They knew this was going to be part of the cover up. So why this happened towards the end of January or middle of January? Did they not order these Secret Service agents? Everyone's back up all of your material on your phone. You need to put it in your iCloud so it's accessible in case there's any inquiries, congressional
0: investigation, et cetera. This makes no sense, right? Yeah. No, it's – there's so many questions. Let's hope that – and I'm I'm not hoping because I don't I'm – I'm not <laughs> – an I'm a, such a – We have no hope. We're hopeless. I mean, there should be serious investigations on the way the Democrats have handled this. And, I mean, they're – there needs to be answers to a lot of things that happened on January 6th, and the ball will be in the Republicans' court following the election. Allegedly, who knows, you never can, the Republicans can always fuck up their stuff, no matter what. So it is It is a possibility that they do not get the majority in the House, even though things are so bad right now. But assuming that they do, they really are the ones that need to take the steps to get answers to a lot of questions, and I don't have any um, hope that they will. I'm sure you agree with me, Julie. No, not a lot at yeah. all. In fact, they just released sort of a list.
1: I guess they are asking certain agencies to preserve documents and because they're going to ask for them, I see nothing really related to uh, to January 6th. I guess Jim Jordan was on Sean Hannity this week saying that they might proceed with impeaching Merrick Garland. Can someone please explain why Does anyone really think Merrick Garland is running the DOJ? So they're going to impeach Merrick Garland. And who's going to become acting attorney general? Lisa Monaco, who's running the show anyway, and who got 48 Republican senators to vote to confirm her, to put her in charge of the day. What what point is it of impeaching
0: Merrick Garland? Why do we not? It doesn't matter. It doesn't look it. These people don't really know what's going on. They don't want to know what's going on because they don't want to be responsible for what they should do. So fine. You you might as well impeach like the janitor. You know what I mean? It's like (laughs) Barrett Garland is not making the tough calls. He's not really running the DOJ and the time to have stopped this from going sideways was to literally not approve, not confirm any of these nut jobs in the DOJ, but the Republicans didn't fight on that. So Anyway, all right, so it's been an hour. It's been more than an hour, which has been fine. Wow. And, but sorry, I have to go sorry everyone. We could keep talking because we, Julie and I are so much fun when we start talking. Yes, um, we are. But <laughs> the good news is that we will be here next week. So Let's if hope. you haven't already, what? <laughs> Let's hope. You hope so, right? <laughs> You'll be here next week. We'll be here. We'll be here. Um, thank you for sticking it out. And um, if you haven't subscribed to our show on iTunes, it's happier with Julie and Liz subscribe. We have five stars and have a great week. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to happy hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week.